and welcome to She Thinks, a podcast where you're allowed to think for yourself. I'm your host, Beverly Hallberg, and on this episode, we talk with Senator Marsha Blackburn on the tough issue of female genital mutilation, or what's known as FGM. This is a practice that sadly happens not only around the world, but in the United States as well. She and her colleagues in the Senate have made great strides to protect young girls and women, making it clear that Americans will not tolerate this abuse. She's here to talk about where things are on the issue and what more can be done. A little bit about Senator Blackburn before we bring her on. Senator Blackburn was elected to the U.S. Senate in 2018 and is currently serving her first term representing the the great state of Tennessee. Before her election to the Senate, Senator Blackburn represented Tennessee's 7th Congressional District. Her public service is dedicated to promoting opportunities for women and making America a more prosperous place to live. Marsha's leadership philosophy is based on her experiences in the private sector as a small businesswoman and author, as well as being a mother and grandmother. Well, Senator Blackburn, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, I'm delighted to be with you. IWF does such a tremendous work in educating women on the issues of importance. So it's an honor to join you and to talk to all of your members and your listeners. Well, you've been such a staunch defender of women in, in your time, not just in the Senate, but also in the House as well. So I personally thank you. I think the first time I was able to chat with you was probably about 15 years ago. I was new to D.C. and got to do an interview with you. And it's just amazing the work that you have done over the years. And I'm, I'm curious. So you, you're a new senator. Um, how has that switch been going from the House to the Senate? You know, it's so interesting to go from the House to the Senate, and I really appreciate that people say, you know, the House is that hot cup of coffee and the Senate is the saucer that it spills over into, and um, I I think that that is a well-placed statement. In the House, we're working on so many different issues. And then in the Senate, what ends up happening is you really kind of drill down on your area of interest. And I am chairing the technology task force in the Senate. And this is a a way for us to do a deep dive, if you will, on the issues of privacy and data security, um, prioritization, censorship, transparency, antitrust, and competition, all in the virtual space. And as people are beginning to say, hey, we need some privacy guidelines that are in statute and we need authority for penalties and enforcement. Um, This is a a timely issue. It is an enormous issue with women because they want to make certain that not only are they and their information safe online, they want to make certain that their children are safe when they are online. So we are digging down on this issue, working. We've had three meetings of the tech task force, and that is going great. And that's kind of the difference that you see between the House and the Senate is the structure and how things operate. And I just want to personally say as a small business owner myself, the technology angle is such an important part because I work from home. So many women at IWF work from home as well. And I think when it comes to technology, and obviously it's opened up 
amazing doors for female entrepreneurs, which you, you started with a small business before you went into public service. So I, I think it's great to have a female, female voice and the other female voices in the Senate on this issue. Is there anything you could say to female business owners out there and, and how you're viewing the technology side? Of course, there is the mother side and wanting to protect your kids and privacy, but as um, female entrepreneurs, which is a growing sector of this public, how do you approach some of these issues as someone who ran a business yourself? Yeah, what we have to do is to realize that we've got to hit the right balance when it comes to privacy and data security legislation. We want to make certain that you are the one that owns your virtual you, and you have control of your online data. At the same time, we do not want to hamper innovation, and we want to be certain that our entrepreneurs are going to be able to use data to build their business, to deliver to you goods and services. And it is going to be imperative that we get this right. You know, we look at what happened in the EU, and they overstepped, and now they're having to modify the GDPR, their regulations. We look at the mess that they've made of this issue in California, and we know that a federal standard with preemption is going to be necessary in order for us to continue to see a robust virtual space and virtual marketplace. Well, it's an important issue area, especially as talk technology is innovating and advancing so quickly. And I know that you being a female senator, you have female colleagues there that work on a wide variety of issues. And I want to switch to a harder one, a tougher issue to talk about. And that's one that you have been working on. And that is making sure that women in our country, and sadly, this happens to young girls and women in our country, but to protect them from female genital mutilation or what's known as FGM. IWF has done a lot of this. I want listeners to know if you want more information, you can go to IWF.org. But just wanted to hear personally from you, Senator, tell us about the strides that you've been able to make from a federal standpoint on this issue. Yes, and what individuals need to know is that these FGM perpetrators need to be punished. Sometimes little girls that are as young as 10 years old are having their genital areas sliced and cut, and this mutilation is just awful. Now, the way we have been involved in this is... Um, trying to clarify federal law because this is a horrific act. And current law penalizing uh, FGM suffers from a constitutional defect because it lacks Commerce Clause language. And there are other female senators, all Republicans, who are working with me on this, and we need bipartisan support on this. I've got to tell you, this is something that everybody should be against. And the way the issue um, really percolated was back in the fall of 2018, the district court ruled that FGM is unconstitutional, the law is unconstitutional. And then in April 2019, DOJ refused to defend the law and refused to file an appeal with the Sixth Circuit. So then 
DOJ asked the House and the Senate Judiciary Committees to pass bills to fix the constitutional defects that are in the law. So in May of 2019, we drafted a bill to fix the defect in this law. So um, did our House GOP partners, and it is uh, Scott Perry from Pennsylvania, Louis Gohmert, who is from Texas, and Chairman Collins. And then in June of 2019, Feinstein, uh, Diane Feinstein refused to join our bill because Nancy Pelosi and the House Democrats wanted to sue in a motion to intervene to sit in the shoes of DOJ and to defend the FGM law. Now, they claim passing a bill would run counter to their lawsuit. So they also said that they would consider joining our bill only after the Sixth Circuit ruled against the House lawsuit. And um, we refused to wait and went ahead and introduced the bill and got this on the book. So in mid-September, the Sixth Circuit ruled that the House could not intervene in the lawsuit to defend the constitutionality of the law. And so what we are wanting to do is have them join this bill and help us straighten this out so that we can protect these women and children, and we intend to push this bill forward. It's actually just so surprising that the politics get in the way of something that could do so much good. Oh, especially, you're right. And, and that's, yeah. that's got to be so frustrating as somebody who's just trying to do good and serve the public on an issue that should be bipartisan. This shouldn't be hard. Is that's that a right. frustration, frustrating thing for you? Well, it it is somewhat because this should be a clear-cut issue. This is something that we should be all in agreement is unacceptable and this needs to we need to insert that language so these perpetrators it can be can be charged. And we know that this has been through the district court it has been through the circuit court. They have turned this back. DOJ has sent it to us. They have said, get this straightened out and um, deal with this provision, this language. And that is something that we should say together. Okay, uh, there is a defect here. We are going to fix this. And especially with October being Domestic Violence Awareness Month, it's a month that hopefully we can shine a light on this. And I know that it's not just from the federal side, but you also talk about what this means from the state side. Can't states do more as well? Well, states could do more, and we would like for them to do more, but we also need to have that Commerce Clause language in here from the federal side to make certain that we cover, that we fully cover this issue. So where do you see this going? You've talked about kind of it's been introduced, you're, you're promoting it. Any, any kind of framework or time frame that you can expect on maybe there being bipartisan support in this being passed? 
We do see a way forward. We uh, anticipate that we'll be able in the next few months to move this through in Judiciary Committee, and we are going uh, to continue to work with our House partners and make certain that they are moving it forward in the House. This is something where there should be bipartisan agreement that this is a horrific crime and that it needs to be appropriately punished. And final question for you, I just want to talk about other work that you are doing in the Senate. I know you're talking about your work on the tech side, um, but anything you'd like to say to women out there on you and your colleagues? I know you're with Joni Ernst and Martha McSally, and you're working with some wonderful women in the Senate. What type of women's issues do you like to focus on or do you see um, making, making ground and um, pushing it forward in the Senate? You know, I have to tell you, I refer to women today as security moms. And uh, security, whether it is national security, border security, job security, health care security, retirement security, they talk about making certain that they've kind of nailed things down. And this is women are very focused on keeping their families secure in their communities. Um making certain that there is a pathway for jobs. The economy is the number one issue with women. Uh, the economy, jobs, access to health care, fairness in the marketplace. Uh, women business owners want to make certain that they have access to capital, that they are not being cut out of the marketplace, and that they're being treated fairly and on a level playing field. So these are issues we hear so much about from women. Well, I just want to personally thank you for all the work that you have done to stand up for women and especially the issue of FGM for young girls um, who tragically face this in their lives. So all of us at IWF, thank you for the work that you're doing and thank you for joining us today. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. And thank you all for joining us today. Remember, if you want more information on the topic we discuss, please go to IWF.org. I also wanted to let you know of a great podcast you should subscribe to in addition to She Thinks. It's called Problematic Women, and it's hosted by Kelsey Bowler and Lauren Evans, where they both sort through the news to bring stories and interviews that are of particular interest to conservative-leaning or problematic women. That is, women whose views and opinions are often excluded or mocked by those on the so-called feminist left. Every Thursday, hear them talk about everything from pop culture to policy and politics by searching for Problematic Women wherever you get your podcasts. Last, if you enjoyed this episode of She Thinks, do leave us a rating or a review. It does help. And we'd love it if you shared this episode and let your friends know where they can find more She Thinks episodes. From all of us here at Independent Women's Forum, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.